Week 14. Thanks for joining the Web3 Experience Weekly Spaces, an open conversation in crypto, NFTs, dApps, DAOs, and more, where anyone in the world can jump up and request to speak. Quick disclaimer, these conversations are recorded and posted across all podcast platforms. This is entertainment only, not financial advice. Crypto and NFTs are both risky. It's like going to Vegas in some ways. You can lose real money. So be alert for scams, get educated, and don't invest what you can't afford to lose. That being said, thanks for joining the Web3 Experience So show. What's going on, Jay Rocky? Speaking of gambling, I feel like I've been rolling the dice at the Optimism Casino quite a bit this week with all the OP rewards, trying to get me some some sweet, sweet OP tokens. Oh, For yeah? free, of course. Yeah, oh, yeah. Those... <laughs> I could always use more OP tokens. That's <laughs> never a bad thing. Couldn't we all? Man, I love that profile pick. I was trying to get a Opti Chad with uh with the OP eyes, but I I have not uh I have not been able to pry one out of anybody's hands yet. Oh man, yeah, I really like the ones that. Uh, the OPI ones are super cool. I'm kind of blown away just by how many traits he built, right? I mean, there's so many. Every single one looks a lot different. You can kind of look through and figure out which ones are the rare traits. I got pretty. I think I got pretty lucky with my pickup. I'm not trying to brag, but mm-hmm. Whitelist Mint treated me very, very well. Shout out to Dicasso. Uh Super stoked. The one in your profile picture, is that the one you actually minted? Yeah, so that was the whitelist pickup. I think the way he set it up was if you had whitelist, you got three mints. Um, Yeah, my other two are pretty cool too, but this one was by far my favorite. Um, Just the brain and then the volcanic sweatshirt. Super dope, super dope. Big fan. Yeah, I really like so my my ideal Opti Chad would be one with the Opti Chad shirt and then the OP background, which is kind of like red fire, and then the OP eyes as well. Oh man, that'd be that'd be just my dream. It'd be perfect. I wouldn't need anything else in life. You can cancel Christmas. Yeah, Santa Claus doesn't have to come this year if you get that. Yeah, that's, that's the pickup of the decade right there. Dicasso is the new Santa Claus, at least on optimism. Yes, man. Don't even need a stocking this year. Just fill up my wallet with NFTs. That's all we need. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. Yes. Uh, so it sounds like we got some cool stuff to talk about today. I know you got you sent over a couple ideas, which I thought was awesome. Um and uh yeah i mean what were you thinking because i think you mentioned um you know we can go over growth metrics if we want you also mentioned um which i'm pretty cool interested in protocols with op rewards and then rewards alpha in the governance forum which i think you know some stuff about um yeah, so just kind of a, a broad overview of what we're looking to talk through today. Uh, some OP growth metrics. So TVL right now is kind of blowing up um, an optimism, which is great. Uh, but more importantly, you know, over the last 
few days, uh, I've been going a little bit uh, crazy, and I've actually used, I think, most of the protocols uh, that are giving out OP rewards right now. So I kind of wanted to walk through what I thought were uh, the best ones, the best kind of bang for your buck, uh, at least the ones that, uh, that I am in right now, uh, and then kind of walk through, um, you know, some of the protocols that um, are actually going to or are doing or going to um, give kind of a retroactive airdrop, right? So, um, you know, just outlining a few protocols and how much they might be airdropping. So in case, you know, you use any of the names on the list, uh, be, on the, be on the lookout. You might want to do some research uh, to see if, see if you qualify for that OP airdrop because as a part of their request, of course, uh, they want to reward uh, early adopters uh, and kind of users of the protocol before, you know, the OP token came out, which is, which is great. So is so basically the way it works is certain protocols are going to be doing airdrops if you had used the protocol at all and if you were a user before a certain date that wallet address that you connected and and did a transaction with will be automatically airdropped tokens is is, is that understanding correct would you say or is it slightly different yeah, for the most part, you're you're right. Um, the only difference there at the end, I would say, is you might not get an automatic air. So you might have to go and claim in the airdrop. I imagine uh, you would probably have to claim it or they would want you to claim it. A uh, few protocols I know uh, may just uh, drop it straight into your wallet. So it's kind of like, hey, surprise. But uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to call these out uh, was because I didn't want anybody to to miss these, right, in case they qualified and they actually do need to go out and do something uh, to claim to claim that airdrop of, of OP. Got it. All right, man. Well, yeah, if you want to run through some of those, I'm actually on my browser here. So I'm going to like look them up a little bit. And uh, I'm curious to hear which ones like you've looked at. Yeah. So uh, let's start with uh, the protocols that are live with rewards right now. So uh, there's a bunch of them. Um, and actually on the pinned tweet uh, on my page, uh, I kind of have a link summarizing uh, the various projects uh, with OP summer incentives going on and then a link to Optimism's page, which they did a great job of um, kind of categorizing these as well. Because if you go to their page, the all apps, you can actually click on OP summer incentives and we'll list all the protocols that are actually um live right now with op incentives uh but one of my one of my favorites as i've been going through here uh is pulled together for sure because right now uh it looks like the apr uh is 7.2 percent or so um and then you get another three percent on top of that uh and uh, kind of how it works, right? Pull together is the no loss lottery uh, on Optimism. And so what you would do is you would go to the pull together page, you would deposit just USDC uh, into a pool. 
they would use all of those deposits uh, to um, to gain uh, or to kind of deposit in other protocols uh, and use those to make interest right and everything um, or everything that they make from those deposits, uh, they'll give away as daily uh, and weekly rewards uh, based on how much USDC you deposited. Um, so not only do you have a chance to kind of win each one of or a prize every day and their top prize right now is about a thousand dollars uh if you are the daily winner and then uh on top of that of course because they got some op tokens uh for the next 15 or 16 days uh you get 7.23 percent uh on all of the usdc that you deposited and you get that uh in the form of op tokens uh, which is which is really nice um, and I was actually reading something the other day, and uh, I actually read that pull together since they have um, went live as a protocol on optimism and now or on on ETH mainnet and now optimism, they've actually never been hacked. So I don't know if that's that's true, but it doesn't seem like pull together uh, has has ever been hacked. So very uh, very safe protocol. Uh, at least in my opinion, um, to kind of uh, degen into. Uh, another one that I like is the Lyra Vault. Before you jump from pool together, um, a lot of people probably have seen the Poolies uh, NFTs, which was, a. I, you can correct me here, but it was a project that was started by the pool together team to essentially pay for a lawsuit that happened with... Um, some community members or actually people outside the community that were sort of malicious actors. I think they were trying to maybe take down the, the protocol. And what happened was this NFT project was launched to actually fund and help the protocol beat and win this case. Um, I don't know the outcome of the case. Maybe J Rocky, you know it, but it's just really cool to see that um, so many people actually care and support this project that they all came together paid for this nft which then the funding went to help pull together kind of stay afloat so um yeah we can probably look up uh how that case is going but i just thought that's a pretty cool story to highlight there yeah that's a great use case as well for kind of nfts funding that and just getting massive support for the community. Um, I saw that I'm your dad.eth was in here. He definitely has a pulley. Uh, so nice of him to support that. Do we know how that case, do, are they, uh, have they come to like the final of that yet or lawsuit? Then give us an update. But yeah, I'm, I'm not really or, uh, I haven't I haven't followed it since I know it takes a while uh, to actually get to court or get to get your day in court. Got it. Yeah, it probably hasn't happened yet. That makes sense. Also, sorry if my thing. I just got a phone call, so I think it cut my audio off. So I missed what you said, but but I heard the end of it. So yeah, no worries. Uh, yeah, if anybody in the audience um, knows 
what's going on with pulled together in that lawsuit definitely be interested to hear uh we'll bring you up on stage or if anybody else wants to come up on stage and there's something else that's uh that you want to riff about uh you can request it and we'll we'll bring you up um but kind of moving through the rest of the the rest of the protocols or at least my favorite with op rewards uh Lyra as well. Uh, so Lyra, you can provide liquidity and it looks like right now uh, the APY is at about 21% uh, on your deposits and you deposit in uh, SUSD, which is uh, synthetic uh, US dollars. Uh, and so that is from the synthetics protocol. Uh, so get some SUSD deposit it uh, into a Lyra vault uh, and you can you can start earning. Uh, it looks like the APY this week has been moving from 21 to like 28, 29 percent or so, uh, which is which is really nice. Um, so that might be one that uh, some people want to look in for or look into as well. Uh, next, Rubicon. So uh, Rubicon actually has uh, a decent amount of OP rewards. It looks like you can deposit DAI, USDC, USDT, Wrapped ETH, Wrapped Bitcoin, Synthetics, and actually OP tokens. Uh, and you can get a pretty decent APR back on, on those deposits. It looks like right now for stable coins, it's about 15 to 17% or so. Uh, ETH is 7%, Wrapped Bitcoin 14%. Uh, synthetics is 37% and you'd get those rewards back of course in OP uh, and then if you have some spare OP tokens uh, laying around you can provide uh, liquidity for them and get 14% uh, uh, back in, in OP tokens as reward for that very cool very cool and it, placing limit orders is pretty interesting um, I mean I usually, if I'm buying, I don't buy stocks too often or, uh, when I do though, I tend to like put an exact price that I want to buy it at. So anyways, um, yeah, pretty cool. Look, got to learn more about that one. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. I'm glad that a lot more exchanges are, <clears throat> are building in limit order functionality now because obviously, you know, you never know whenever the market is going to drop real quick uh, and, you know, you're going to want to buy at a certain price. Obviously you can do that on centralized exchanges, but um, you know, I don't like centralized exchanges for, for obvious reasons. Um, but it's nice that these decentralized protocols are now getting limit orders in as well. I actually have a few limit orders out there, out there too at, at some lower prices. So hopefully they get hit at some point. A hundred percent. And it's, it's a good use case. Like if you think about it, over the last couple months in this little bit of a bull market, of course, ETH has turned around a bit, but ETH at one point was below $1,000. So if you, say, had a limit order in at like $999, you would have picked up some ETH at $999, even though like I think it was only below 1000 for like a few minutes or like maybe a couple of hours. So like, if you're not in front of your computer or you miss that window, the limit order will automatically execute that order for you. Yep, 100%, 100%. I only put limit orders down to like 13 and 12. So should have went should have went a lot lower. Yeah, you never know. You never know, but it's pretty cool.
espresso have you used any of these yet uh rubicon lyra pull together uh velo uh and ave also have some rewards as well oh ave does too okay i've uh played on pull together a little bit um i learned about that actually through this course i took this like DeFi class that this guy arranged um pretty cool but i have not explored too many of these others i mean number one you know i've I think Quixotic, you get a free NFT on Quixotic. Um, so that's cool. I've done the, some of the optimism stuff. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'm not as much of a DeFi degen as <laughs> other people, but I want to get into it more. Um, you know, that conversation that we had with uh, Cam Harvey was pretty enlightening for me. Um, and... Yeah, I want to get more into DeFi, so maybe you can uh, give me your recs after you try them. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. This this might actually get you. So I'm looking at a Velodrome pool right now. I know that I'm your dad who has the, the pulley below. He is also um, heavily invested in, in Velodrome and some of these pools. And I'm looking right now, and I see a 370% uh, APR, uh, and you get that back uh, as rewards in the Velo token for the L2 DAO and OP pool. And so if you if you supply liquidity in OP and L2 DAO tokens, uh, you get back 370% APR, which is kind of ridiculous. Whoa, you said 370%. Wow. That's yep. huge. Yeah, and then I'm not super familiar with the entire system, but I know that um, you can stake your VLO to get VE VLO, uh, lock it up, and then you can vote on uh, you know what pools you want the op rewards to go to um and if you actually participate in that voting uh i believe you get what's called a bribe and uh velodrome is using a lot of their op tokens that they got uh in through the through the optimism governance proposal uh to reward those who have actually locked up their velo uh and have voted and so i know that a lot of people have gotten a lot of op uh in in bribes uh i'm looking now and it looks like I think this is this week. There's an OP USDC poll, and this week it paid out 4,200 OP tokens and bribes. When you say bribes, what exactly does that mean? Yeah, I I don't know why they. I can take a guess why they call them bribes. Uh, I believe it is. And if somebody is more familiar than this, please request to come up uh, and explain this. But uh, whenever you lock your velo to get ve velo, and you start to vote on um, you know what pools they should start uh, rewarding with their with their op or their op token allocation, uh, just for voting, uh, you would get. Um, some op tokens as a reward and that's what they would call a bribe so maybe it's a bribe to vote it's pretty cool to lock your token or lock your velo tokens and vote yep yeah, that's a cool use case yeah and uh so avi was our uh, ave was a big one um 
they actually came out, uh, I believe, last week or so uh, with rewards. And so Aave is, of course, lending and borrowing platform. Uh, you can uh, lend, uh, you know, stable coins or ETH. Bitcoin, Aave, some other ones out here. Uh, and it looks like you can get anywhere from, you know, 1% to uh, 14%, 15% if you're doing the Aave token. Uh, but those rewards are also paid out in OP, of course. And then you even get uh, OP rewards uh, for the amount that you borrow. So it's kind of double dipping. You get uh, rewards in OP for supplying a token, and you also get rewards in OP for borrowing a token. And that, that kind of adds up, which is really nice. And uh, I'll... I'll call out four four poops here to give give him the the rightful credit. Uh, I was wondering why uh, the total or the total locked value on um, on L two uh, I forget what what it is not L two fees but uh, L two beat uh, for optimism was just kind of exploding i think right now it's at like 2.2 2.3 billion uh and i did not know this but whenever you go into ave and you supply your token you know that's part of the the tvl and the uh the value on the optimism network but then also you're creating even more value uh whenever you borrow tokens uh and so Whenever you say lock up, you know, two ETH and then take out, you know, a thousand dollars of die, uh, that adds a thousand dollars to the to the value of the Optimism Network. Uh, so I think that's probably one of the reasons why uh, the value of the the network, the money on the network, has uh, has really exploded uh, since since Ave went live with its uh, its rewards, which is nice to see. Hundred percent. This is a cool thread you put together, man. I, I'm really liking reading through it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so I was actually going to post uh, this next after after this um, this spaces, but essentially, uh, you know what I was talking about earlier, right? You know what protocols are going to airdrop some retroactive uh, rewards once they get their tokens. Uh, and so one of those actually is Pika protocol. And I feel like a lot of people might have used this uh, similar to GMX on Arbitro Arbitrum, if you've ever used that. Uh, essentially, it's a perpetual swap exchange where you can do some leverage trading on tokens, right? And be a true degen. Uh, and so actually, they are taking 45,000 OP tokens and rewarding that to previous traders of the platform uh, and then taking 120,000 OP tokens and retroactively rewarding those to previous LPs. So if you ever traded on Pika or if you ever provided liquidity to their vault uh, inside of Pika with USDC, uh, it looks like you're going to be eligible for, uh, for an airdrop there of OP, which is nice. I love that, man. Yeah, there's there's a few more here as well. So Clipper as well. Uh, I believe it is a DEX. Uh, they're going to also airdrop OP tokens to users that have previously made transactions or deposited liquidity. So same kind of goes uh, for uh, so the same kind of deal there as with Pika. Uh, if you've traded or you've deposited liquidity on Clipper DEX, um, 
you might be eligible for an airdrop there, so you might want to check it out. Uh, polynomial protocol as well. Looks like they're going to have a retroactive airdrop to their LPs. Uh, perpetual protocol, uh, retroactive airdrop to their LPs as well. And uh, this one, WePiggy. WePiggy actually uh, went live really early on Optimism, like November 15th, uh, 2021. Uh, and if you deposited funds into WePiggy, I believe it's kind of a money market like Aave where you can lend and borrow. Uh, if you deposited funds into we piggy from November 15th to April 27th, they're going to give you a, a retroactive airdrop of OP tokens as well. So just a few to check out. Uh, I'll add that to the post that I have pinned right now, these these protocols to kind of look out for uh, um, a retroactive airdrop if you've ever, if you ever used their protocol. Awesome, man very cool to run through a lot of things to try in the optimism ecosystem a lot of apps yes for sure and also a little bit of extra alpha right if you didn't qualify for any of these retroactive airdrops well guess what there's four rounds of voting cycles uh, for protocols right now who are requesting OP. Uh, and inside of those actual uh, kind of requests for OP that delegates vote on, uh, they have to outline what they're actually doing with the OP. Uh, and so whenever you, these protocols submit a proposal, they usually write in them, uh, you know, we're going to retroactively airdrop rewards or we are going to um, you know, reward our early users of the protocol in some way. And so, you know, you kind of, by following along there, you can get an idea of, you know, what protocols in the future, whenever they, uh, if they do get approved um, to get some OP tokens, you know, what they're actually going to do with them. Um, and so, so huge, huge amount of alpha there, kind of front running that opportunity. Love that. <clears throat> yeah, definitely, definitely OP summer for sure. Uh, I think there's only like 10, 15 protocols right now with rewards just in, you know, phase, uh, phase zero, I think 30 or so protocols uh, got LP incentives and then another 20 or so in the last, you know, two months uh, were approved to get OP tokens. So Literally all of those protocols uh, over the next few months or a couple of months, uh, the Optimism team will be distributing their OP uh, and those projects will be getting uh, getting that OP and, you know, doing uh, doing what uh, they wrote down in their proposal, uh, which some of them, of course, are retroactive airdrops or, you know, future liquidity provider rewards. Jay Rocky, what's the this is sort of a silly question? What's the biggest DeFi DGen play you've done? <laughs> that <laughs> oh, that is a good question. I probably have a list, uh, some that I don't want to remember. That's for sure. Uh, honestly, I'm trying to think here. Uh, I I did actually put a a large amount of money uh, into Pika, with, like literally as soon as they went live into their vault, uh, and 
I lost a decent amount of money because when the ape token came out, uh, and Pico, of course, is a perpetual swap leverage exchange, right? Uh, people were trading the ape token like crazy. And the Pika protocol actually lost a lot of money. And what you're doing by depositing into the vault is you're providing that you know liquidity uh, for them to trade. And so you know whenever they win trades, um, you know you you would lose some of your uh, your money that you deposited into that vault. But of course, in return, you know you get the you get the swap fees, and then you make any money that they would lose. But the ape token, everybody just crushed that trading, uh, and I lost a decent amount of money there, um, which was disappointing at the time. However, uh, now that they're retroactively airdropping to their LPs uh, and their previous traders, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully that makes up for for all of the losses there. So uh, sometimes uh, degen things do get rewarded. Uh, other times, <laughs> other times they do not. Uh, you just have to kind of swallow the loss but that's one of the most uh degenerate things that i that i did the protocol where it really wasn't battle tested and you know i just aped in and so i'm looking at the price of ape coin like i think it launched at around 7.3 it went up to 26 dollars and 19 cents at the at the peak um it's around seven dollars and 29 cents now so if you left your let's say you just left your staked um, like coin in there, Pika. If you just hold it there for like a long time, is there any potential that you'll actually get back to the green or turn a positive profit at some point? Yeah, so that's actually a really great question. Uh, so the reason why, <clears throat> um, you know, Pika and GMX and a bunch of other kind of perpetual swap exchanges uh, even exist and they're, they're profitable is because uh, overall, actually, and this goes for centralized exchanges and decentralized exchanges like Pika and GMX, uh, over time, uh, all the data says that you know it's proven that uh, traders lose more than uh, more than they win. And I mean, I <laughs> I don't I don't like to admit it, but uh, you know from from experience for sure, I think that's a hundred percent true. Uh, but so the point is that most of the time um, you are going to uh, or the protocol is going to make money. Um, being in an exchange and kind of having that uh, pool of capital uh, for for other traders to to leverage trade against, um, and so and so that's kind of their their model and what they're they're betting on is that uh, indeed traders do usually lose uh, more than they win or more often than they win, um, and also with Pika uh, that was a little bit of it was a new protocol as well and so they didn't have we'll say uh a lot of guide rails on the protocol to begin with and so whenever the ape token came out and they listed it they didn't have any kind of limits on you know how much you could leverage the ape token or you know what kind of position size you could open uh and so whenever everybody got in they like they were doing max like 50 50x leverage um and opening up these huge positions uh and that that led to um i mean the protocol could have made a lot of money right if it would have went down unfortunately it didn't uh and the protocol lost a lot of money because i went to the moon with that uh with tripling in like the first day or two 
Yeah, that's that, crazy. Yeah, I'm looking here that you can trade with up to 50x leverage. I think you, you mentioned that a second ago. And it says so right on their website, which is crazy. I mean, you throw a hundred, uh, uh, or you throw a thousand bucks in, that means you could trade fifty thousand dollars worth of. Um, so then it's like, all right, I mean, if I throw 50x leverage, the most I could possibly lose is a thousand dollars. But if it doubles, then I'm sitting at 100K. So it's like, I see the draw. I see why uh-huh. traders are so attracted to, you know, leverage and trading. Um, but you're telling me that the house always wins. It's like Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> for, yeah, for the most part. Sometimes you get, uh, you get the, the odd ones. But uh, yeah, for the most part, the house always wins. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy the kind of leverage that you get, and that reminds me of you know a funny story. So whenever I guess, not funny to the people who had uh, their money in it, uh, but there was a centralized uh, exchange. Probably I can't even remember the name, but it was something that nobody's probably ever heard of. It was a centralized, a small centralized exchange uh, that took in user deposits and you know gave APR on those deposits like Celsius, right? But there weren't any restrictions uh, on what they could do with your deposits. So whenever uh, 3AC was collapsing, and more specifically, um, what was celsius uh or no no sorry uh luna was collapsing uh depegging the usdt was depegging um from uh the dollar and the the luna token was actually just dropping like a rock um you know 60 billion dollars uh in market cap to to almost zero in just a few days well that centralized exchange took its users deposits and they tried to leverage short Luna on the way down 100x. <clears throat> they actually got liquidated because at some point on the way down, whenever they shorted it, uh, it bounced like 10%. Uh, and in that 10% bounce, because they were so highly leveraged 100x, they got liquidated and lost literally all of their users' funds. Dude, that is so crazy. Do you do you have do you happen to remember the name or if, I don't know if we can find the name of that protocol, but that's just a crazy story that I'd be curious to read more about. Yeah, let me try to Google it here. I might be able to pull it up. Maybe centralized exchange uh, goes under leverage trading Luna. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Wow, cool. I mean, it's those stories that I mean, super pretty sad and unfortunate if you think about it, but. Um, you know, I mean, tragedies make great stories nonetheless. Um, so it's, it's interesting to read about it and learn, learn from, but I see we have, um, Will on, I see Opti Chads and Four Poops and Ty, if anyone wants to come up and say what's up. Um, awesome to see you guys here as well. Yeah, Four Poops, by the way, has been crushing the Twitter threads recently. So, great job, man. Yeah, great. he's a great writer. Um, yeah, a couple of your threads really popped. So, that's cool. What's up, Four? Thanks for joining, man. Hey, guys. What's up? 
Everybody poops. Everybody poops. Get over it. <laughs> I so I did want to come up and and fud a little bit, um, but not like the, you know the classic fud fear uncertainty and doubt. It's it's the four poops version, which is uh, facts, understanding, and diligence. Um, I guess so. I, I like to just take a balanced view, highlight some of the negatives, and then. I think it strengthens that upside case if you can show that you're aware of the weaknesses. Um, obviously, like I'm as bullish on optimism as anyone, but um, Jay Rocky, you mentioned like the the TVL metrics and how it may be overstated because of the Ave folding. I think more people should probably understand that because now I'm starting to see threads about how total value locked is just going parabolic and. You know, some of it is fake, so we have to know that. Um, and then one clarification on your point is that it's um, there's this folding strategy through InstaDAP, which actually lets you flash loan, uh, lend, and borrow all in the same transaction. And so that's why it, it's able to fold it so many times because of that extra flash loan. Um, so like Aave may be 500 million TVL, but maybe only like, a hundred million of it is, is actually real. Um, the other thing on Velodrome that kind of scares me is that 370% APR you were talking about. And like, we know that's not sustainable. It's just like, it, it has to come down. So the way that APR or APYs come down are, I guess, twofold. One is that the, the TVL can flood into it so much that, it, the the reward tokens are just spread out to more people and more funds, or the VLO price crashes um, because the APY is measured in the price of like the reward token. Um, so that scares me a little bit, and I think I I don't know, I, yeah, like I don't want to fud too much, but Velodrome says it wants to be this liquidity. Uh, like siphon all the liquidity, which is is possible, and that their logo is like that black hole. But I mean, it could also death spiral down. Um, and then just on and stop me if I'm rambling too much. But um, then on just general the OP mining rewards that scares me a little bit is that you're flooding the market with liquidity, and you have these indiscriminate sellers. Who are just dumping the token? Um, I yeah, I think that's all my downsides. But so then, like the upside from there is that so despite all of those near-term headwinds, the indiscriminate seller thing is kind of a good thing because by definition they don't know what they're selling; they're just selling at any price. So that's a good person to buy from. Like it's pretty rare that you can see how stupid your counterparty is, and in this case, <laughs> you can. Um, and then the the dumping just may not matter all that much in the long term scheme of things because th this L two market opportunity is so large that there's just going to continue to be a flood of liquidity and and real TVL coming in. Like ETH TVL is forty billion or something, and I don't see why L twos just won't also eclipse that. Like Optimism could easily have a hundred billion in in TVL at some point soon. So, yeah, that's my that's my ramble.
I'm so glad that you came up and brought up all of those points. Definitely a lot to unpack there for sure. But yeah, I totally agree. Like definitely more people need to be aware of the risks with these things for sure. Uh, question for you there kind of at the end, you reminded me of something. So um, do you think so? There's, I don't know, 10, 15 protocols right now with rewards out there. Obviously, the APR is not unsustainable because, you know, they're getting those free uh, OP tokens as rewards um, and kind of using that to provide liquidity. So eventually, yes, the APR is definitely going to drop down. Um, but do you think one of the reasons, and I wonder if the Optimism team would, uh, would might be able to answer this as well, but... So there's 15 protocols out there right now, right, that are giving out uh, rewards. Uh, the rest of the protocols haven't gotten theirs yet. Do you think that the Optimism team or kind of the ecosystem is uh, they don't want to kind of uh, blow their load all at once per se and, you know, give everybody out all of this OP right away. Uh, rates go insanely sky high and then everything dumps, whereas there's kind of a slow drip, like, you know, 15 protocols in the next month 15 in the next month uh and every kind of protocol slowly goes live uh with their op reward so it's a little bit more sustainable um and won't kind of drop off uh off a, a, a massive cliff it'll kind of soften soften the landing whenever the liquidity or whenever the rewards dry up i don't know what are your thoughts there yeah, I, I for sure think that's probably why they're they're doing this. They've been smart about that anyway, and they even have the multiple, you know, like user airdrops. Um, the, the Optimism team, I don't think, is ever going to comment on that. They'll just kind of never talk about the token price and, and all of that. I think we'd have to be naive to think that they don't think about it and, and plan for it, uh, but they'll never talk about it. And yeah, have, having it spread out will definitely help. You never want it to just inflect at one point and then that will have a huge effect. Um, and then at the end of the day, like the only thing that really matters is the value of the network itself. And I think they also know that. And long term, it's just like it, it doesn't really matter if there's some some dumping in the near term. Um, the price is going to be volatile. It's a small market. Like there's not a lot of liquidity. Um but yeah, long term, it should be like a multi-billion dollar network. And we're still not quite there yet. So, yeah. Yeah, very, very well said. Um, and also, you know, speaking of risks um, that I think we should outline as well, uh, is I was actually hesitant to put my money in some of these right away, right? Like with with Pika, because I think that a lot of people don't realize that there's, there's smart contract risks, right? And so whatever we say, it, the protocol is not battle tested. Uh, what we would mean by that or what somebody would mean by that is it's kind of a newer protocol, right? Uh, with newer smart contracts, although you know most of them are are audited, right, and everything uh, checks out, uh, you know that doesn't totally reduce the risk. The only way to truly reduce the risk uh, and kind of uh, you know prove that it's it's not going to get hacked or the probability of it getting hacked uh, is a lot lower is to battle test them over time. So you know six months, year, two, three, four, five years, um, right. 
Right. And so, you know, right now with a lot of the the newer protocols that are launching um, on Optimism providing these incentives, uh, just, you know, have an understanding that they aren't they aren't fully battle tested. It kind of reminds me of the of what the bankless guys uh, said, actually, with a guest who, who I forget exactly um, who it was. But essentially, the idea there was that uh, the West is moving further west. Right. And so, you know, 10 years ago, uh, if you think about it, uh, you know, Mt. Gox went down, which was like a centralized exchange, and you know, it was crazy to put your your tokens uh, on a centralized exchange, right? <clears throat> because you know it hadn't been battle tested. Well, today, you know, everybody puts their money um, on a centralized exchange. Although, uh, you know, some of the smaller, uh, uh, more shady centralized exchanges, um, you know, went went down. Uh, but now it's kind of uh, normalized to put your money uh, on on an exchange for the most part. Uh, and also like the the Gnosis safe, uh, the multi sig wallet, uh, you know, that people were uh, a little bit skeptical because it was a wallet with uh, that was built on top of smart contracts uh, that uh, required, you know, multiple signatures from multiple addresses in order to to move or transact with that wallet. Um, but there was still right smart contract risk uh, with the Gnosis safe. But now, uh, you know, Gnosis safe, I, I believe, uh, secures like 60, 70 billion um, in value. And, you know, most, if not all protocols, uh, their treasuries are, are Gnosis safes. Uh, so just kind of the idea of the, the West moving uh, further West and things that, you know, were previously not thought of as safe uh, are now thought of as, as very safe. So, for, hey, what's up, Opti Chads? Oh yeah, no, uh, you guys were talking about safety and protocols and stuff, and I was just gonna add, like, you really never know. Like, um, I think it was earlier today. I figured out that they, um, the U.S. government, um, basically banned Tornado dot Cash. Uh, so anyone that's ever used them in the U.S., you're pretty much screwed. So uh, it's kind of crazy. Like people have had their GitHubs, um, like banned, um, just developers and stuff. Like even if, uh, you haven't done anything shady. So like with crypto, you you never really know. Like, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Hey, and we launched. You know, on the bright side, we launched. Uh, you know, five K Chaz out there. So, you know, yeah. There's that, and um. Yeah, man, it's been going really good. We have, we're like top number eight on volume on the uh, and like the NFT market right now compared to the billion, uh, five. Yo, your audio cut out a little bit, Picasso. All right, is it better now? Perfect. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, the NFT market, you don't really see the, you know, the billion. Nope, it's cutting out a little bit. A little bit again. All right, I, I've been rugged. <laughs> oh, we can hear you now. Okay, okay. Well, I'll just speak louder then. I was going <laughs> to say that uh, you can, you don't really see the, the billions of, like, you know, in in TVL and whatnot in the NFT market. 
And on OpenSea, it's like, I mean, on, on L1, it's like the Yeah, what microphone are you using? <laughs> My phone. With really? Damn, I'm sorry, bro. Keep, I'm just trying to try to hear you. It's I'm gonna leave and come back. All right. But yeah, um, on the topic of Opti Chads, very cool project. Um, you know, he did all the art himself. Drew, drew all the traits himself by hand on a tablet and honestly like when i look i'm on quicks right now quixotic marketplace looking at some of these nfts and the chads are just super unique like some of the some of the traits i haven't really seen anywhere else and um i mean there's such a variety i don't know i'd be curious to know like exactly how many different combinations there are but yeah, super cool project. Definitely um, bullish on it. And I love the art. It's just sick. Um, some unique backgrounds, which is cool. Always like projects that do like rarity based on backgrounds. And then, I mean, there's crazy shit like lightsabers, volcanic sweaters, like brains. Um, it's just super cool. So anyway, oh, here, Dacasso's back. Let's see. Yo, what's up, man? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, so there's 200 traits, uh, a little more if you include the one out of ones. Um, yeah, so I worked on them 12 hours a day for almost, like, basically since we made the Discord. So I don't know if it's it's been, like, two or three months or something. It's been, like, my full-time job. But, um, yeah, so, you know, got an economics degree. And here I am drawing art all day. So it just goes to show college kind of underrated if, you know, you're better off just doing whatever you want. But yeah, man, I, lo I love it. Like, like a lot of projects have had difficulty minting out. And I think it's, it's all about like, you know, finding price discovery. And, you know, that means you don't have to necessarily be a free mint because, uh, you know, you get botted, right? So, but um, with Motorhead's, you know, that wasn't really the case. And I, it's starting to feel like we're having a little NFT bull market, you know, like there's a little spark of fire and I can see it with my project in Motorheads and, I, and like, you know, TVL is mooning. Um, arguably the debt, you know, is, is, is a part of that, but you know, a lot of, um, DeFi and crypto is always debt. Like even SNX is, it's, uh, there's like a debt mechanism to it. Um, but yeah, I think on OpenSea, like on L1, um, most of the transactions are actually for NFTs because OpenSea is the biggest gas consumer. Um, I think eventually we'll start to see that on L2. Uh, so right now normies just don't know about L2, right? That's all the only issue. So I kind of made opti chats to bring normies in. Um, it's actually to like tailored towards DGENs a little bit more. But, you know, the DGENs bring the normies in. It's like, you know, a, a little process to that. Um, but, yeah, so um, right now DeFi is really heavily uh, incentivized with OP tokens. And, you know, you you don't see that with uh, NFTs yet. Cross my fingers, we will in the future. But I think once we have, like, an even playing field, we'll start to see uh, some more capital move in. And it's really important um, 
like because to me it's like a two sides of a coin right um nfts bring people in like people that just want to collect art normal people people that just hear about you know the hype and the buzz uh chads right they're gonna use bridges they're gonna use DeFi protocols you know uh hell they might even use ave to you know collateralize here and there they're gonna use pull together they're gonna use everything um but you it's like you know a great man wise man um called thanos once said everything has to be perfectly balanced so you know that's my thought okay j-rock you go ahead yeah man actually you really made me just think of something i'd like to get your thoughts on it so eventually right these you know total locked value is rising on optimism um you know more money is coming into the ecosystem of course for the uh for the rewards incentives of course at some point the rewards incentives are gonna dry up and so I think it's it might be just a matter of time until that happens and then where are people going to put their money, right? You know, they're already on optimism. Oh, I'll check out some some optimism NFTs or you know, I'm already involved in the space and I am, you know, getting uh, this this high APR. Uh, all my money is tied up just to get those OP rewards right now. Uh, but, you know, whenever those rewards go away, uh, you know, I've been involved in the space and I see these NFT projects and I'm sure there's some that I'm interested in. And so maybe that money floats over uh, into into the NFT space space uh and also Dicasso, are you gonna tell everybody that you refused to sell me your uh opti chad with the opis and the op background very disappointed you know you know what i might just give you one uh, I, I no, probably no. Have you know i'm just I mean, i'm just joking i'll i'll, I'll buy mine just, off the open yeah. market i think we're the first collection that actually did it um you know normally you have to go and do a photo filter but with us we went ahead and did the work for you so we're we're innovating and um so like we were kind of talking with the team and probably we might do we're looking into doing a music nft or something of the sort um not me but like i'll do the art for it but uh i think dope from our team has is like really good with that kind of stuff and it hasn't been done in quixotic before so and I, I think like getting people into the NFT market in general, it's it's about the ecosystem and that it's up to every project to sort of like do their best so that people actually want to come here and they see quality and then they don't just like shop around for one project, right? Like I look in, at the wallets that hold our um, NFTs and they hold like a lot of other NFTs and you can go in and see they have like a few altcoins from different projects here and there. So, you know, like to um, I'd compare it to Solana, right? You see Solana Bears and you know all these different Solana projects. I think there's the the Solana Gods over there, and just this and that, and the the name. Same thing with Avalanche and stuff. Um, I think with OP, it's just starting, and you know that's kind of our focus. It's like just being a strong native OP brand. People come over, they want to be. Uh, go ahead for poops. Yeah, I don't even really, I just kind of want to agree with everything you and Jay Rocky were saying. Like, I, I was never even really into NFTs before L2s and Optimism and Quixotic. I just, I, I like didn't get it. And then, uh, and like I was watching you, Dicasso, build 
all these OptiChads, like, as you said, 12, month, 12 hours a day for the last couple months. And, like, now I own a shit ton of them because I can, I don't know, I just see the quality and, like, the hard work. So, I, I don't know. Um, but there's just something about L2 NFTs that kind of caught me more than L1 NFTs. And I think that's just going to keep going when, especially when you, you'll be able to interact with them more, cheap cheap gas fees, Um yeah, I don't know. You, you know, I have this weird theory. Like, you know, Bitcoin is like mathematically proof of work. You can actually prove that there's work into it. And with art, it's kind of the same, right? When I buy something, an art piece, I want to know that like it wasn't just a copy and paste or a flip or something someone made real quick so they would have a high incentive to rug or something or, you know, some filming an MS Paint. So like there's probably proof of work in a way in nfts like that's my theory on value and like even in art like you know um for example i guess you know those ancient greeks dudes right they would get rocks and they would chisel that crap down into a body like how do you even do like it's really hard to do that in blender right (laughs) like it i would be struggling just trying to get it right and these dudes were doing it in stone so it's all about time and there's a lot of that goes into it and I think with art and NFTs, like that's the bull case, right? And of course you can build a community and, and with optimism, like community building is important because it's like, uh, for bringing people into the ecosystem, like you're going to rep your NFT project right on your profile picture. It's just a, a thing a lot of people have done and it's worked for ETH. It's worked for a lot of different blockchains, so, I, I mean, I saw OptiPunks and I was like, this is cool. Like, I like it, right? But I'm like, and I just thought, I'm like, what if I do something, you know, I can draw. But what if, what if I do something that's specifically, you know, for the, the culture of, of, like, I have SNX chads and there's, and just things I like, like Dragon Ball Z, you know. So it's fun. It really, like, and I think because, like, fun is a part of it it kind of drives value in it and it makes people want to join it. It's weird because I've been a, a, a DeFi DJ all my life. Like I started doing altcoins in 2017. Uh, I, I made like a hundred X with Chainlink. Um, all these altcoins, Aave, SNX, I, I wrote them all the way up and then all the way down. Right. And then like for the past few years while DeFi was going sideways, I just, it wasn't fun. Like, and then I, I kind of felt like I missed the NFTs and stuff. Um, and yeah, so I'm like, and then I saw, I learned about L2s and I'm like, Hey, this is like ETH early ETH again. But, um, instead of just digging into all coins, I was like, let me just make my own project because if you've been here long enough, uh, like we've sort of seen, you know, what doesn't work, you know, um, I've seen a lot of projects that kind of like, they do too much, you know, like, they, they they come out with like a new drop every week. Like you don't want to dilute your holders. Um, you kind of want to, and I, I don't try too hard. Like everything's organic, right? Like I didn't go to Vitalik and just like shill at him. Hey, here's my project, bro, blah, 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 blah. I was just like, you know, a half-ass tweet. And then like I checked a few minutes later and then like he responds. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you know, it's kind of weird um kind of everything's been fitting into place and and what's weird to me is like even when vitalik uh shouted out optipunks like 
it didn't really moon, right? It was just like, yeah, 50 ETH volume or something. But if that, if that happened on OpenSea, it would have been like 5,000 volume in a day. It just shows that people don't know how to bridge. They don't know about Quixotic. They don't even know how to buy NFTs or that they can buy NFTs and optimism. So I think a part of it is education that like we should try to be focused on. But yeah, yeah, I've been, that's a nice little monologue. I'm pretty good at those. Uh, yes, you are. I think you're 100 percent right. Uh, you know what I was thinking as you were talking is you know since you have a great story, you should do a tweet thread on your story. You know, kind of, kind of how you started off on L1, found L2, moved over, <clears throat> um, and then you know, you know why you created OptiChads and kind of your your thinking there. Um, I think that would, I think a lot of people would like to hear that. I know that I would for sure. Yeah, I should definitely do that. It might be better if, you know, our floor moons a little first, and then it could be like a celebratory post, you know, <laughs> you know how I went from from 0.0015 mint to the board of Yacht Club of OP. I told people that I, I was like, we want to be the base of optimism. And then they're like, please don't be the board of Yacht Club. <laughs> so I guess there's kind of like some, it's not as cool as I thought. Or there's there's kind of some controversy, but uh, you know, ideally that's you know what's hot in the NFT market. Because people like if your project is too boring and just like too clean or something, if there's nothing going on, on like it'll get less volume, and it's kind of like any news is good news, you know. But our news is generally good news, like you know, uh, it's just a thought I have. Like some projects are so boring, I'm like, bro, just make a a shit posting tweet. Like that's I do it all the time, like you know. Same. Exactly, and and that's kind of I'm just like a natural shit poster. I've been around crypto, like I've I've so I dev minted a few, you know, and then I ended up just market buying, you know. So I want I'm like invested in this, right? So it's like I want it to do good, and but like you have to do that as a community. And, you know, decentralization and there's a lot. Like, but I always like didn't like NFTs because I thought they're too centralized. I thought whitelists were gated like projects. That was kind of during the bull run, too. It's like everyone was their mint price was like close to one ETH or half an ETH or something. And like, especially on layer one, it's, it's really annoying. Like um, people just they make money like stealing art uh, like and then someone's like it's a movement you know or flip a bear or i think there's a project called uh it's like moonbirds but it's called uh zoom merds and they did like 550 eth volume and all they did was literally copy and fork moonbirds and then that has done more volume right that's been around for a week and it's done more volume on OpenSea than than uh the top project on quixotic it's just because we don't have enough dgens but you know that's what we're trying to do with Opti Chads is just bring DGens in because that's really you can't go from uh, normie from like you know very sophisticated people that use optimism and whatever to uh, normies right you need DGens first and people want to see economic like a lot of times you won't like all the economic gain right it's like here it's like last week right with Motorheads it's like no. No one really wanted to 
buy it because it was free and it was iffy and like no one knew that much about it. But now that it's hot, everyone wants one, right? Uh, by the way, we're doing a giveaway, 10 motorheads, you know, a few minutes off, off teach head. Um, yeah, so that's what NFT sort of are. And they're really, you know, there's a floor, but there really is no ceiling, right? Because it's art and art has always had value. With all coins, it's, it's, you just never know. And that's kind of why I gave up all coins because it's been a good day and U.S. government banned Tornado Cash. Uh, J-Rocky, go ahead. I'm glad that you told me that, uh, that they banned Tornado Cash. I'm going to have to look at that story. Uh, but as you were talking, this reminded me of something. So I totally agree with you, and I never realized this. Like, We definitely de do need more DGENs on optimism, right? And then, you, so you're, number one, making me very, very bullish on OP NFTs in the future <clears throat> because the, <laughs> you know, the liquidity uh, incentives and the OP rewards and everything that is going on right now and optimism just all the free money that is being given away is like catnip for dgens and so it's like as soon as they come over uh to get all of these massive rewards right uh, and then the rewards at some point dry up they're gonna look towards something else to to degen into and so it's kind of like you know you you bring the dgens in with uh with those free op rewards um and then, uh, you know, once those go away, uh, might flood into the NFT space. Yeah, I think a model like looks rare that like gives you a bit of their token for trading has been like proven successful. And I know uh, they came out of nowhere and kind of ate some market share from OpenSea. And like, I think Quixotic can potentially do the same, you know, at the end of the day, even if we have like 1% or a half a percent or a quarter of a percent of OpenSea sales, it's going to be crazy. You know, I, I think they do about like, I think it's 12 million or 10 million a day or something of ETH volume traded. I might be wrong. It might be like a week. Um, But yeah, it's just like, and compared to Quixotic, there are some days we we're doing I think it's a day, right? Like 10 mil a day, volume, 8 mil, 6 mil. And on Quixotic, some days we're, we're doing like two volume, but I know like closer to today, we're probably doing like five, six or more. It's been picking up, right? So that's good because these charts really, you have to zoom out on every chart. So we might just be on the like closer end to, or the very beginning of a big um, NFT run. And we're starting to see, I, I think it's my BFF, or it's it's like this very uh there's a lot of projects coming out and dropping you know it's it's been very cool to see uh motorheads everyone knows about but there's like uh new projects coming out that and a lot of them look really good and cool and they're coming out on op so you know that's nice Dicasa, what is your favorite project besides opti chads I'm going to say Motorheads. Honestly, I bought 100 um, of the rare ones. Like, that's how we're giving away 10 when they were like dirt cheap. I just saw them and then I went on the website and I'm like, wow, a freaking Game Boy Advance, right? And, and then I'm like, okay, OP Dev made this, connected the dots. Um, and I think they represent like this sort of simplicity of NFTs. It's like no. No Discord, right? Not over-promising, you know, they're not, like, but 
it's very successful. So with success, there's probably like the likeliness or likelihood that um there's going to be more to it in the future. You know, I can't speak on another project, but the art is just the palettes used, the colors are like bright and like really good. Um, all around, it's like a beautiful project and it's mooning. So like you know that always helps, right? Art's nice, but if it two x's in in a a few days, it makes it even nicer. Yeah, I was always wondering about Motorheads. Like, I look at them, and I'm like, wow, those are really, really nice NFTs. I had no idea that they didn't have uh, a Discord. Um, do you have? Uh, do you know the kind of background of how the project started? Um, you know why why it was created and what they're what they're kind of doing? Because I don't have, I don't, uh, I don't know any of that, but I'm interested. So I know that. Uh, the dude that made it, um, JVMI or IM or something like, you know, um, he had a post where he wrote about, um, like the story. And I, I think the, the one out of one is like what inspired him to do the first one. And I think after that he did the rest, I sort of like brief, I'm not a big reader, you know, like, so, so I like briefly skimmed what I needed to see. And this was like my investment thesis, right? It's usually looking at a website for like five minutes. So like, I'm like, yeah, this looks cool, legit. And then, yeah, so th that was probably the story behind it a little bit. Nice. I need to get me a, a motorhead before they, they go through the ceiling. Hell but yeah. First, it's looking yeah, really first, good with them. Yeah. Well, first on the list, of course, is the OptiChat with the OPIs. As soon as we close this out, I'm going to go shopping. Hopefully somebody will sell me one. Yeah, there's honestly, like, with with um new supply and, and like, it's it's probably cheap to get them now if you can find one that's good. Or, you know, Mint, um, you, you can, there's 5x per wallet or, yeah, so we don't get botted. And it's good for distribution, but, you know, just make another wallet, do what you have to, you know, we all have kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a good point. You heard it from Dicasso himself. Yeah. I give everyone permission to civil. <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah. Just to the, you know, people on this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how, what are, what's the mint at right now? How close are you to minting out? So last time I checked, it was it was like right at fifty percent, which is you know five thousand NFTs. We're past a, a thousand holders, over a thousand sales on Quixotic um, of individual NFTs. So it's looking good. Like I don't know, it's day three or day four. Um, and that's sort of like it's the kind of volume or or energy that you need to see early on to give you a good indicator and. Our Discord's hot. I think we're one of the larger Discords now, and there's a lot of... I think the biggest English-speaking one, because um, there's a huge Thai community, but, like, uh, honestly, Aptimism is probably, like, a, a lot bigger and, like, more popular than us, but I think we're up there with them as, like, one of the larger uh, OP Discords, and that's what I was going for. I kind of wanted to make a place where people could just hang out and chill. You know, just like SNX is sort of that for DeFi, it's like we can be the NFC version of that. Yeah, I love that. 
I'm looking right now. I wish that uh, Quixotic would actually um, last like seven days or so. So like right up front, it was uh, it was the projects that were that were moving the most uh, displayed. And they might already do that, but it's 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 not apparent. At least it looks like OptiChads is number seven by volume. Yeah, for monthly volume, it's kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, because I was like, yeah, we're doing good on the daily. That's cool. And then I just go out and look at the monthly, and I'm like, damn, all right, we're doing really good. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is, yeah, <laughs> so it's only been open for like a week or so, and it's already seven on monthly volume. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It hasn't, yeah, that's it's kind of exciting, you know. It's it's really rewarding because um like as an artist you're you're like picture this right you're in your mom's basement windows closed no dim lights just so you can look at the art you've been drawing that for months and then it's just a bunch of useless files on your computer but then you put it on the blockchain and then people trade it and then there's value and it becomes really interesting and I can go on Quixotic and buy my own art and trade it and flip it right that's that's kind of NFTs are kind of crazy. Yeah. I would on, on I was just gonna say like um so I'm like a DJ like you guys saw me ape into punks you saw me ape into uh you know motorheads like this is I just made the kind of project that I would ape into like you know and that's kind of how I'm gonna run it you know for the apes out there yo I just want to say I just mentioned a couple and I got super lucky. I've been getting so lucky with the OptiChads mints. I'm so stoked. Anyways, uh, I'm about to rock this new one on my PFP. But yeah, dude, this project is sick. Yeah, let's go. I think there's still uh, some one out of ones, you know. Uh, so hopefully in the future, that's like we're basically giving out Lambos, right? I really believe it. Uh, if you mint a one out of one. I mean, on on like OpenSea, right? It, it basically equates to a lot of ETH. So I'm hoping like, and what's cool is like a lot of people that came for the Freeman are like really low income. Uh, we can look on the Discord and see the countries like a lot of our holders come from, and it's not like US. It's more like uh, Indonesia, India, Thailand, Nigeria. I think that's like eighty percent, right? So. So, like, when I work on the project, I think about all the people that can make, like, just one ETH to them. It'll probably, like, set them for, like, multiple years in their country or, like, you know, give them that next leg up that they need for whatever they're going to do next, you know. And that's why people are on, on OP, because if you're on L1, you're going to be robbed of that ETH in, like, 10 or 20 transactions, you know, maybe less. That's such a good point. And it's, it's easy to forget, like, when you're in one certain country that this is really a global space i mean there's people from all over the world that are in this nft space and it's so cool just to see that a project like OptiChads or a project like motorheads or anything right can really bring all these people together from all over the world then we can all jump in the discord you know we'll have the channels for different languages where people speak different languages but it really makes the world feel smaller and uh, you know, you can copy and paste this, the different languages, just try to understand what people are saying and be a part of the conversation. But I just love that aspect of it and that global nature of the NFT space.
yeah it's nice to like it's really cool to me like um i i always thought just coins had value because of liquidity and stuff uh things like like that can be traded on uniswap but the fact that like people just value art and just because of diamond hands right like how did motorheads do like virtually it was free right and when something is free and it hits like even 10 20 dollars or what are motorheads now like uh probably like 0.02 eth right that's like a 1 million roi right it's like when you go from zero to 20 or something or even if you go from one dollar to like 20 that's just crazy right and with nfts it's really possible and like a lot of projects are like don't think about the money bro we're just here for the art like but really it's like why are we why do we do any endeavor it's the profit and i think part of that is just like as the community grows the project will grow as your name gets out there you know we're having partnerships left and right it's just me like and i'm not even actively seeking them i'm just kind of like right now we just launched so i'm just kind of making sure everything's good uh we just turned on rarity actually so you can literally see the rankings of your nft just doing stuff like that but people are coming to me which is cool and like before I was just sitting on my ass flipping coins, you know, then getting liquidated and wrecked. And then I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm broke. Let me make a project. Right. And, and now I feel like fulfilled. I wake up and I've, I have a reason things to do. And like, I think about things I can do to improve the project and like things like a sales bot we're working on. Uh, it's, it's a really nice feeling. Like probably with you guys, with the podcast, it's like just doing something in web three can be rewarding in like ways you didn't even know. Like I would have sold all my coins and just started this earlier if you told me Vitalik would retweet my or like would comment on my stuff or like my post. Like I never thought that would ever happen in my life. Like back, I I used to uh, like you know on a different handle, uh, tweet at Vitalik, like tweet my altcoins at him, like bro, check out this coin, right? <laughs> and then that that was when I was a little younger in crypto, and I realized like everyone hates shields, especially him. Uh, but now it's just like me. I think the first one was like, hey, we're donating to public goods too, right? And then he liked it. And I was just like, wow. And that really helped us. Like, it gave us a lot of interest and eyes um, versus if I was in any other um, network trying to do a project, it would just be so hard because um, you got to start from nothing, right? And then that sort of an engagement gives you something. Yeah, you're spot on. I really love what you said about, you know, we're we're not just here to fund public goods, right? And it's not just about the art. Uh, you know, people want to profit and they should profit because, you know, profiting allows you to sort of buy your freedom, whether it be from your current job or you live in kind of a, a low-income country or a low-income area. And so just the Web3 space in general kind of allows you uh you know through nfts or tokens or you know whatever uh to kind of buy your way to freedom so that you don't have to do something that you don't want to do anymore you know i always say that even if i had you know a billion dollars tomorrow i would still be doing this podcast because this is actually what i really love doing and i'd be i just have more time to devote only to the web3 space um, which is what i really want to do right and so yeah yeah, I agree. I think it's important uh, to talk about, you know, making making money off of, you know, NFTs or DeFi because there are definitely a lot of opportunities in this space uh, and even more opportunities in the L2 space.
because I think it's important to have open conversations about that. I'm glad that you mentioned that. But I think that that's a good uh, a good note to wrap it up on. You know, for about an hour and twenty minutes here, and I need to get off and uh, Sybil attack the Opti Chads Mint. Uh, see if I can get uh, a new PFP. Uh, so, <laughs> everybody, uh, thank you for joining. And again, if you love uh, crypto, Web three, blockchain, just like we do, uh, go on to Spotify, go on to Apple Podcasts, give us five star rating, and as always always thank you for joining we'll see you next week thanks everybody appreciate it